I want to thank you for making my pillow 2.0 a huge success. Now I'm bringing it to you for the lowest price ever. Get a queen size for only $39.98 with your promo code. My pillow 2.0 is made with my patented adjustable fill. Plus, we've infused the fabric with our temperature regulating technology. You combine that with our brand new Mattress Topper 2.0, and I guarantee you, you get the best sleep of your life. It's the perfect time to get the MyPillow 2.0s for your friends, family, and everyone you know. They truly make the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to save 50%. Get your queen size MyPillow 2.0, Regularly $79.96, now only $39.98, and king size just $5 more. From all of us at MyPillow, Merry Christmas and God bless. MyPillow.com Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome this Monday, December 4th. Uh, Can you imagine? We are well into December. Uh, And what does that mean? Uh, That means that this show, every single day, first and foremost, is brought to you uh, by Mike Lindell's uh, MyPillow.com. So I want to make sure that everybody knows that in this holiday season, uh, you make those purchases. As a matter of fact, if you're going to go buy cheap Chinese crap at Walmart, uh, that's just a, you know, a self-defeating um, uh, thing to do. Don't do that. Uh, don't go to Walmart. Don't buy cheap Chinese crap. Invest in America. Help save America by going to MyPillow.com. Uh, use promo code Pete. Help Mike la- save America. And, of course, help save this show because November was a disastrous month for us, but that's okay. It's the holiday season, so we can offset it. And lots of great stuff at mypillow.com forward slash Pete. Go check out all the great deals. The deals are overwhelming at mypillow.com. Uh, Deb Jordan, I'm going to say hello and good morning to you, of course. Good morning. Uh, good morning. We're just a couple of seconds here mm-hmm. uh, from coming on to uh, Lindell TV. What's your favorite item over at... Um, at MyPillow.com right now? My favorite item right now are the little pink and white striped pajamas. Really? I got I got a couple. Um, the the yellow towels. <laughs> I just love them. They're lighter than the other towels, and uh, they seem to do better when you're wrapping your hair up. They're not quite as... They're not quite as bulky as the other towels for your hair. It's amazing. They're amazing. And yeah. you still get the same absorbency, the same quality. And uh, the bathrobe. And the bathrobe. The, the Yeah, the new Sherpa one. Oh, my gosh. Ladies. Shapir? Or is it Sherpa? I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> it could be Sherpa. Shapir. 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 As they Shapir. say, Kentucky. Yeah, da, 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 it's a beautiful, shipper, it's shipper. a beautiful feeling. Robe. It it's just beautiful in the pajamas, those little, the the pink and white stripe ones that I got. I love them, and every time I wash them, they get better. I just, I just love those things. I love them. It's for the winter, right? They're amazing. So quite a few things, but the towels are right up there. 
and I and I have so many sheets, you know, from I, I love the flannel sheets now that it's winter time, right? They are amazing. So just about everything on the list, Pete, and this little throw that I have right here, keeping me warm down here in the in the uh what do they call this? In the in the freezer. <laughs> I'm not gonna call it the bunker anymore. I'm gonna call it the freezer. So if you guys see me wrapping up in this, you're going to know why. Yeah. It's okay. freezing down here. It is? Yeah. What yeah. kind of freezing? It just is. Like, you know, meat locker. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got to keep the computers cool. Yeah, we do. And and I get it. We've been doing this for so many years. Yes. You just kind of get used to freezing. Is right? everyone making their purchases at mystore.com or mypillow.com? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's other uh, sites, of course, if you're tuned into the Pete Santilli Show. You're such a huge fan that you just want to drain your savings and buy all mypillow.com. Well, so you I can't have enough of those towels, I'm telling you. Christmas presents? Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. I promise you. If As a matter of fact, if you handed towels to all of your Democrat family members you haven't been talking to because they have Trump derangement syndrome, yeah, they're going to call you and say, secretly, I, that Mike Lindell, I can't tell anybody I like his stuff, but I really <laughs> want those towels, right? Um, like I they have, do with us. We have somebody very close in our family who, you know, who is really uh, not center left, but left of center uh, into the real liberal stuff. And, mm. and I got to tell you, she absolutely loves those towels yeah. and sheets and everything you know, else. She's, I don't care what and, anybody says. These are great. And, so. <laughs> and you know, uh, you know what I love? That's all the proof I need. I love uh, that we're going to kick this show off in style. Mm -hmm. In three, two, one. You're tuned in to the Pete Santilli Show with Pete Santilli and Deb, soon to be Santilli, Jordan. It's coming. It's coming. Jordan Santilli. Jordan Santilli. What? And we're not hyphenating anything. Oh, okay. Oh, no. I know, I know. Yeah. It if we do, you can go live with my communist sister. <laughs> it will be Santilli changed to everything, so. Jordan hyphen Santilli? No, no. way. Mm -mm. No. No. No, we won't be doing that. My last name will be Santilli soon. Kick it off. Let's yeah. go. What is our common bond truly? Freedom. Freedom. Without freedom, you can't be a Christian no matter what denomination you belong to. You can't be a Buddhist. You can't own a donut shop. You can't drive from here to Oregon. You can't be an American because that's what it's all about. And it's the only thing that it's all about, nothing else. Nothing else. It's about freedom. There is a time to pray and there's a time to stand. Feeling okay? okay? I'm 
I'm feeling great. You are? Good morning to you. Yeah. It's uh, December 4th, 2023, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get right into this because there was a conversation that I had with Michael Yon. And it's going to be an ongoing conversation. Actually, I had it with him into uh, into the weekend after our last show. Um, he's providing me with a lot of information that mm -hmm. should cause you alarm, okay, on many different fronts. You should, because it's very real information. We have a lot of breaking news. Number one, yesterday there was a, um, a vote in Venezuela as to whether or not, now we don't have the results of that vote just yet, but it was whether or not to involve, uh, invade uh, Guyana, which is resource rich. Re what the heck is going on with my little resource rich? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, we have a ship, a battleship uh, that was attacked. Um, we'll, get, we'll get into that. We'll get into all that. What I want to do is I want to go right into... Here, here is the impact, impactful statement that was made by Michael Yon. Uh, famine, and he studies this stuff like you wouldn't believe. Famine is inevitable, all right? And they learn these war-style uh, techniques through, of course, Stalin, Mao. They know how to kill tens of millions of people by shutting down the grain silos, attacking our top 500 food processing plants. Uh, the supply chain is seizing up. Um, and we need, to, we need to be aware of what's going on. We do, all right? So uh, in the essence of time, I wanna make sure that we bring you uh, this very, very important episode and a reminder uh, that PetePrepStore.com, make sure you got storable foods. Make sure you've got Romanian AK-47 7.62 uh, with lots of ammunition. I had a conversation with Nathan. You know, 399 bucks, you can get a Romanian AK-47. It's a, it's a great hunting weapon. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're a freaking communist hunter, right? Yeah. So get prepared. Here we go. Michael Yan coming up, and we'll provide some commentary afterwards, and we're off and running. Now, our top news headline, boy, will we get to it. The Republicans are eating themselves into oblivion. I, I think that's by design. It is. Um, so if you run out of food, eat a Republican. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. They're yep. doing this on purpose. Yep. Here we go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm glad I made you laugh. You did. Okay. That's pretty funny. Yeah. All right, Actually. here we go. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right, 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com. 
and place your order today. This isn't just food, it's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. So speak to our military people and our law enforcement people. you got a limited period of time. And on the other side of this thing, you will be held accountable. It may not be pretty. You'll be held accountable. If if we lose, you will definitely be held accountable. And and if we win, you'll be held accountable. You know what I mean? You'll be held accountable by us if we win. If the enemy wins, which will be like Chinese Communist Party, they're going to kill your They're the most racist people on planet Earth. I spent about 18 years running around Asia, and about a year of that was in China and around like Tibet and, and uh, you know, I got kicked out of Hong Kong in 2020. I, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been to all over China. They're, well, not Xinjiang. I haven't been out in those areas, but I've, I've been to many parts of China. You haven't seen racism. They have no plans to keep the black people around. They got no plans to keep white people around. They're open about what they want to do. They want to kill white folks. And then after we're gone, they're going to kill all the black folks. They're crystal clear about that. You should see how they treat blacks in China. It's unbelievable. And, and bottom line is that's the, that's why the Hong Kongers call them Chi Nazis. They call them Chinese Nazis. That's what the Hong Kongers call them, Cantonese-speaking Hong Kongers, right? So they're crystal clear. The Chinese Communist Party is very clear that they want the whole world to be Chinese. If, if you if you Google the name Michael Young, I don't even know if it's going to be accurate. I'm sure they're trying to suppress as much information about Michael Young as they possibly can. But let me tell you, his his bio, um, his background, uh, I'm going to dig into a couple of things. But listen, in the realm of modern history, as Michael Young's, at just 19, he conquered Green Beret training, igniting a journey that art of conflict and betting with American and British, British troops uh, overseas, uh, most notably with the 1st Battalion, 24th Infantry, uh, Infantry Regiment, and Mosul, Iraq. And uh, I, I, I'm not going to put words in his mouth. Uh, of course, war and a foreign theater, it's important work, uh, significant event that took place in Iraq, and he was right at the, uh, the front edge of that. But uh, where he has been deploying himself to and covering what's going on on the southern border. Uh, uh, I think, Michael Giannis, I welcome you back to the Pete Santilli Show. This is your uh, most important service to our country, is it not? Iraq was important. I don't want to minimize that, but this really, really is, in the grand scheme of things, this is the most important work you've done, isn't it? Well, thanks for having me on, Pete. Yeah, I mean, on the scale of things, this is infinitely more important than iraq i mean this is this is the life and death of the nation here uh the united states is clearly uh we're in a state of war uh, most americans still don't seem to get it you know i i meet with very interesting americans constantly and people from other countries i'm in guatemala now 
you know, I've sat at the long tables with quite a, in the round tables as well with quite a few people recently on different dinners and lunches over the last few weeks here and in, in Belize and in Panama. And it's interesting how most of the people still have, no matter their level of education, have no idea what's happening, that we're actually in a state of war and we're being hit from many different uh, aspects. Of course, the highest form of warfare is information war. Everything else is subordinate to information war. I mean, this is information war is off the charts and all the kinetics and, you know, and everything else is subordinate to that. You know, I'd mentioned this, I don't want to uh, already get us off track here. You and I, I think we do real well together. Um, uh, I talk, you know, sometimes I get a little bit long winded, but uh, uh, I think we work well. Uh, I, I've made this comment well. that the, the amount of information flow to deploy logistically to set up and hopstock this hopscotch and I mean supply lines, uh, travel routes, all that stuff requires a high level of sophistication. A, uh, B to do this uh, with all these NGOs, the government, um, all of these actors that are participating in this thing. Uh, is a high level of sophisticated communications. I'm thinking uh, it has to be done by like a supercomputer almost. Uh, considering the social engineering aspects of it, that's part of it, the info management. Um, uh, am I wrong about this? I'm an outsider. I haven't seen it. I don't know of it, but it has to be. Because uh, everyone's the messaging. Everybody's on the same exact message. Oh, yeah. World Economic Forum and Chinese Communist Party are you know again they're co-sanguinated they are blended i mean and, and it's clear that the chinese communist party is the dominant party uh in that relationship uh the, the world economic forum is an amalgam of different people with different interests uh for instance uh, bill gates is into eugenics and wishes to reduce the population on planet earth considerably and this rate he will succeed uh with the with, you know with the various people that are involved in the death jabs and whatnot and then there are not to mention food supplies which he's deeply involved with uh and and we're going to go into global famines we're going to see that it's i'm watching the conditions uh, come together now and then you've got others uh like soros and his ilk that are open borders and just different people for different things. Most of the people there in the World Economic Forum are obviously just there for profit or political profit in some way, such as, let's say, Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas. I mean, he's, for whatever reasons, he's, you know, in the World Economic Forum and he's doing their bidding. Uh, and so are many other people around the world, such as much of the Dutch government and, oh, good Lord, a long list. So, but they all have, you know, they have many different interests and reasons why they're there. Whereas, the, so you've got, you know, many, many reasons on the World Economic Forum. Chinese Communist Party, they just want to rule the world. I mean, they got one fist and one reason. And they want Chinese genes to, to dominate planet Earth. And, um, and, and they're, you know, working their way to do this. Interestingly, the Chinese Communist Party claims that the, the, the Native Americans who came across the land bridge, you know, as the history is told, uh, that are, they're actually Chinese uh, uh, ancestors, right? So all these Mayans and everybody else there, Arapaho, the Chippewa, and everybody else, all the way down to the bottom of South America, the Chinese Communist Party claims that they are related, right? Hmm. And so, for instance, down in Honduras, I'm in Guatemala now, but next door in Honduras, they've got an archaeological dig going on, and they're claiming that the Mayans are related to the, the Chinese. So what the Chinese then do is claim 
uh, that they have jurisdiction over everybody's genes who is Chinese. And they also say, hey, these bad white people, the Spanish and everybody else came and took your land. And so this is Chinese land. We're all brothers and sisters, you Mayans and everybody else. And we should join together and take this land back, take your land back. Of course, China will just use them as useful idiots. But in the interim, they'll, you know, everybody will make a, a healthy private on, on the way. But you can see how this goes. But ultimately, China is very clear that they want to make the world Chinese. I mean, with Chinese genes. Everybody else is a useful idiot. Interestingly, I was looking at a, a video last night about Belt and Road Initiative, which I'm constantly studying Belt and Road Initiative. And I see there's a professor, a professor from Shanghai, and he's a, a deputy director, I think, of Jewish studies. He's a Chinese guy in Shanghai, right? You see, interestingly, it's just something that popped up because I study these anthropological aspects and archaeological aspects and museum warfare and all these different things. But what you have is the Chinese doing what Americans and others have done in the past. You study somebody else's culture and you find the weak points and you're basically like the antibody to the antigen. You you find the, the parts to latch onto to manipulate them, right? Mm -hmm. So that's what the Chinese are very effective at now. They study each different culture and how they can make each other fight each other, getting the Koreans to fight the Japanese and so on and so forth. Yeah, and just uh, having us, you know, in unrestricted warfare. You were the one that recommended I get that book. I mean, it's good book. It's unbelievable. They're just right out in the open as to what they're doing and how they're going to do it. But um, uh, they they uh, have mastered, as it relates to the United States, the fine art of getting us to eat ourselves. Yeah, you know, I remember I was used to be so concerned about you know. Uh, uh, tanks rolling down the street with red stars on them. You know, the, you know, there was this thing where the United States was going to be split up in the five regions and so on. And so they will never have to put a military uh, force on the ground to, to capture us. We've already been captured by our own people. We've consumed ourselves, haven't we? Yeah, they're doing it with information warfare. Yeah. And one of the things that concerns me greatly right now, for instance, is with Israel. I see, you know, uh, of course, China put a lot of money in the high from high from high. All right. Sorry. Sorry. If it was choppy on the stream, ladies and gentlemen, we will we'll make a little adjustment here. But this is an important episode with Michael Yan. All right. So you guys stay right there. And we will continue on, and when we come back, we should we should have that fixed, all right? So you're tuned into the live broadcast here on this Monday, December 4th. Don't go away. I can't hear that. Hold on one second. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get. 
huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Are you prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns? Lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal. Time waits for no one, and neither do emergency. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food, you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make a smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food. It's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. Hi, I'm Ron Paul. I know what you're thinking. Another gold commercial. But don't put the TV on mute. You owe it to yourself to listen. Stock markets may be high right now, but they'll eventually fall. And when they do, your retirement savings will fall along with them. Call the experts at GoldCo today to learn more about how easy it is to invest in gold with a gold IRA. Call 855-614-1681 or visit goldco.com forward slash Pete. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. military uh, uh, force, force on the on ground, ground to, to, to capture us. We've already been captured, captured by our own by people. Our own people. We've, consumed We've consumed ourselves, ourselves haven't we? Haven't we? Yeah, they're doing it with information warfare. Yeah. And one of the things that concerns me greatly right now, for instance, is with Israel. I see, you know, uh, of course, China put a lot of money into the high support and other projects and projects and whatnot. And I see the Chinese Communist Party, you know, Often, you know, when I've spent time in Israel and traveled a lot with Israelis, I've really enjoyed it over the years, you know, India, Nepal, so so forth, and very smart people, very shrewd, but so are the Chinese, and the Chinese are, you know, who's zooming who here, right? You see, for instance, Netanyahu and others in Israel are sucking up to the CCP, and the CCP are studying their psychological weak points, whatever vulnerabilities they have, they're exploring, and and ultimately, that's just one example. This happens everywhere, whether it's here in Central America.
studied this form of warfare, uh, on, at least on the surface, you know, that this is what, uh, you know, when, when we're going into, let's say, uh, into a U.S. sponsored uh, I cannot hear situation, you. Sorry. Let's say sponsoring an insurgency. The State Department will decide, hey, you know, well, let's say the, the political aspects will decide, you know, that we're actually going to do something somewhere, like, let's say in Vietnam. And so then you have yeah, to go in and, and study the mountain yards with anthropologists and whatnot, or whoever, whoever has, has, wherever there's fissures that we can, can fertilize, right? right? And so then, you know, first you have, you know, you know uh, anthropologists, CIA, and all that go in there, have, you know, uh, anthropologists, CIA, and all that go in there, study, you know, uh, where, where are the friction points? Where are the places that we can magnify and 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 and, and exacerbate uh, tensions between these groups, and then they send in Green Berets, which was where we would come in. And not, oh, I'm too young, of course, to have been in Vietnam, but the same form of warfare still occurs. So then, you know, first you identify you're going to fight, then you send in your anthropologists and your CIA and all that, discover the ways to fight them, and then you send in special forces and your information warriors, and you start to fight, right? And uh, and you win or you lose but this is how these in a nutshell that's you know a, a skeletal version of how these wars can unfold and that's what's happening to us so i i see this through the eyes of someone who studied this since a, a young age and then after the army going down range and you know i was out with the mouse in nepal for nearly a year and in iraq and afghanistan for another four and in so many other wars and conflicts i see it constantly mm-hmm you know, and, and uh, you know, the Soviet Union, I understood our preparedness, uh, you know, our force and readiness, our peace through strength. I was a, you know, uh, a Reagan Republican. He was my commander in chief. Uh, but how I looked at the Soviet Union and then watched its collapse, uh, I now understand that what they did was they basically just collapsed one little camp and they went full blown global. The Sovietization, the communism that has spread. Uh, now, here's my question to you, and I know you are very well read, so don't be afraid to correct me if I'm wrong here. Um, there are so many proxies here. Uh, is China a proxy of another entity, or are they at top of the food chain of this thing, pushing this global communist domination? Because look at the Belt and Road Initiative you said you're studying right now. Who, who's at the top of the food chain? Who is this? Marxist, Maoist entity that's pushing this thing on a global scale. Do you believe? Yeah, obviously this could start a serious discussion. Yeah. Now, clearly in the beginning, the United States was, you know, using China uh, in the beginning. Now China is its own monster and you can see the decline of U.S. leadership. I mean, we see basically, you know, Biden level that's not leadership. It's whatever. It's dog king. You know, it's it, it's been we our government has been uh, infiltrated, subverted. We have very little real leadership, even in the military. I mean, look at our flag officers, which means you know admirals and generals in active duty. Not a single one, to my knowledge, stood up against the death jabs. Uh, not a single one is mentioning the border. And I know some of these generals, and I and I you know they basically are starting to cut me off. I mean, the bottom line is. Why aren't you standing up, right? And I know some will, be, some will see this program. They'll send it around when they see me talking about it. Mm-hmm. And why aren't you standing up? Why, why isn't the CENTCOM commander? Why isn't the SOUTHCOM commander and NORTHCOM? Why aren't any of you standing up about the border? NORTHCOM, SOUTHCOM, CENTCOM, you know, PACOM. Why, where are you? You're not saying a word. You we know, have flights coming from Africa every day 
to Turkey. They go over to Bogota, and then these guys are coming into the United States every day. That's just one of many. We got Hezbollah coming from, from Venezuela every single day. You know, I, I, um, uh, I, I'd like to interject on this, uh, uh, this particular topic, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. If, uh, for instance, they, they, they feel like they, you know, that they're, they're, they're being constitutional, they have a sense of duty, they're protecting, you know, America, you know, in, in uniform, uh, they're at the general grade, uh, and they're reporting to somebody that speaks English, um, their betrayal to our country is not necessarily as to who they're fulfilling orders to including the commander-in-chief who is under elite capture a ccp asset period uh but even so let's set that aside they don't have any proof of it the ideology alone the unconstitutional aspects of what is happening to america is what they're beholden to uh they, we have been decimated here it's not like they're working with another country or they're uh, betraying us by operating as a an internal asset they're literally betraying our country just by submitting to this ideology that's come to America that is not a constitutional republic. It's to destroy it, is it not? You know, I, I know this thought has gone through your head a thousand times. Yeah. How how did how did people, good normal people, become Nazis running death camps? I know you've thought about that many, many times. Oh, yeah. And I've thought about that many times. I've been to some of those death camps. I was stationed in Germany. I lived in Poland later. And, you know, and I'm like, I, I read I this because some of these people read, seem like normal people. I was so now curious, I get it. I was so curious. I read the Nuremberg transcripts. Mm. Have you ever yeah, read that? Oh, exactly. Very enlightening. Uh, yep. it, 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 and, and, and now I see it, like when I'm on the Texas border or Arizona, wherever, just on the border, and I watch how, you know, one old upper 80s now, early 90s, uh, Colonel Johnson, he taught me this, some said, Michael, organizational structure dictates outcome. And I was like, hold on, say that again. Organizational structure dictates outcome. Basically, the way you build the watch is the way it tells time, right? And so we've got this organizational structure that, you know, everybody just does their job, gear in the clock. And you go to the border, um, just go down there today, and you'll see Border Patrol who probably think that they're great Americans. And one of the things you'll hear, a lot of them actually are patriots, and they leap crazy because they want to stop this. And, and I've never seen a more than Border Patrol because they do, many of them do want to stop it. But many They'll just say, oh, we're just going to, we're going to have a new president. And then we'll, I'm like, no, you're, this is actual treason that you're doing. And they're like, I'm just doing my job. And, you know, and you'll hear over and over and over the same thing from Border Patrol. Uh, uh, you know, we're going to have a, we're going to have a new president soon and all this will change a new regime and it all, but it's not going to, because we're being, it, it's too much. We're already overwhelmed. And, you know, it, and, and, and I think a lot of them, it, deep down inside, they get it, but they're still doing it. They still want that paycheck. They're still racing to retirement or whatever. They can't imagine not having having that job. And well, how did Nazis do it? You know, it's you know people people driving the trains. We have people building base camps all over Texas and all over the United States right now. I don't know how many people have not noticed this at this point. I mean, for instance, in Brownsville, I'm sorry, I hit the wire. For instance, in Brownsville, Texas, 
Um, there's a super center Walmart. It's now closed, but it's houses approximately 1500 boys that are, we don't even know who they are. I mean, and this is just one camp of many these are migrant boys or alien boys, whatever you want to call them, but they are being distributed around the country. It's, it's like, and there are many camps like this. What are they doing with these kids? What are, what are they doing with all these Nigerians who are coming? Military, most of the people, I'm not, the reason I'm in Guatemala is because this is a main invasion route right here. Um, because, you know, everybody uh, funnels through South America and goes through Darien and Darien Gap, you know, Panama, or the people who fly to Nicaragua and Honduras and El Salvador, they, they, they funnel through here, through Guatemala. And a very few of them go through Belize. I was just over there for a couple of weeks as well. Belize is next door. The southern two countries that border Mexico are Belize and in Guatemala, where I'm at now. So I was looking at these borders. And uh, but the bottom line is, is everybody's just doing their job, sir. You know, the airline, the airlines are just flying them around. The, you know, people you know are what? building the camps and the border patrol and the police, the what? National Guard. I watched the video a few hours ago. National Guard was getting on to one of the journalists just for videotaping uh, aliens coming across there at Eagle Pass. Where I've you know I've been many times. I've watched many alien. I, I was over there on the on the Mexican side, Piedras Negras, for almost two weeks. I stayed on the Mexican side where the cartels are at because the National Guard and the law enforcement and Eagle Pass were giving me a hard time. Oh, so I anyway. stayed on the Mexican side, and I'm watching you know Abbott at one point, Governor Abbott, talking about how they're closing the border, and I'm I'm at the Rio Grande. My feet are almost in the water. I'm literally toes in the water, and, and because this is where. Uh, the, the aliens were crossing into the arms of the National Guard. You know, I'm shouting at the National Guard, hey, you know, Governor Abbott said you're supposed to be pushing them back to me, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm watching Abbott saying what they're doing on my phone, and I'm watching them, the National Guard, you know, and the Texas National Guard help them up and put them on buses. It's Let's, a total invasion, and it's yeah. facilitated by our government. Exactly. It couldn't happen unless it was being facilitated by our government, period. Uh, all right, let's do this. We're going to shift gears. You've done a lot of reporting. You've got a great, uh, for, you're a force multiplier. You've got a great team of individuals that are, are doing great journalistic work. We're getting a lot of awesome uh, reports from people that are stepping up. Um, let's shift gears here. Let's, let's speak to, because uh, I, I know the Border Patrol in 2013, 2014. I have videos. I could play them all day long. I'm, I'm like bullhorn out in front of the Border Patrol facility held they had 30 beds and they were pumping in 120 illegal aliens and they were saying i'm just doing my job and i said stop doing your job stop doing exactly. your let's do this let's shift gears for the remaining balance of our conversation uh because our listening audience they know uh we're in an echo chamber if we say oh this is what's going on at the border this incrementalism that's happening if you sit there and you're you're a sworn officer you Raise your right hand, you sworn oath to the Constitution. Uh, you're taking unconstitutional orders right now, and you're converting that to, I'm just doing my job, okay? Uh, that's a bad thing. So, border patrol needs to step up. We need, those are a rank and file people that need to say, and they have unionization, they've got unity. If they all got on the same page and we had leadership and say, this is enough, we can't wait for President Millions of illegal immigrants have entered the interior since you've been covering this to this day. How many? I, I don't know. Nobody knows, but it, it's no. Nope. It could, it, 
be tens of millions. I mean, nobody knows. Nobody it's knows. some huge number. Uh, they, and, 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 they've been complicit in making that happen, yes? And we could go through. Not, not just complicit. They are doing it. It's not just that it's not this just just that Border Patrol and others are turning a blind eye. They're not doing that. They're helping them. They're guarding them against us to come down with cameras. Not all of them. There are those who facilitate. There are those who tell us where to go so we can see more and, and, and feeding information. You'll see people like Ryan Matta and others, the Border Patrol feed them information because they want us to help stop it. So these are the patriots. They do exist in large numbers, but there is a critical mass that is in leadership positions. And it's those leadership positions that are captured, and there is enough that just goes along with it. You know, and the Border Patrol, not just being treasonous against the United States, they are killing their families. This is a replacement population. This is this is not about votes. The, the vote we can see that the elections are already. Smartmatic has an office in Panama City, by the way. Panama, City, Panama. Wait, the the the, 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 who, the uh, Do you think these elections are real? You know what I'm saying? I mean, they don't need the voters. This is this is to come and kill us. Yeah. and replace us because we have too much political clout together, right? And we don't put up with the World Economic Forum nonsense if we have an actual voice. That's why, you know, you see Elon Musk about, what, two or three days ago telling the, uh, telling, you know, the, the people that be, you know, to F off. <laughs> you've seen that by now, it oh, yeah. pops into my inbox like every eight minutes. You know? <laughs> as much as I want to distrust the guy, he's always doing and saying the right things. That is a stand that it takes. I, you know, I don't have the billions to be able to say that. <laughs> I just don't. But he did. He's, he put himself he in that it. position and he said it. And that's what we need to do right now. Even if it means, he even described, he said, you'll be responsible for destroying my, com my company. But screw you, even if it yeah. means destroying it. At what point do we take a stand? What point do we take a stand to say, this is my this is my country. I swore an oath. Protect my country at this moment. This is the moment. There's no more three ring no, binder where you go to that procedure. Now, this is what you were freaking for this moment. Now, what do you do? You know, Operation Burning Edge, my team that yes. we've assembled, Banner Steel and I, our team, it's not, I call it my, I called my two special forces A team. I know what you mean teams yeah i was the young um both teams but they're my teams <laughs> it's like this is my country the united states yeah right. and um and anyway our team was at uh spacex and we spent a couple of weeks there and we were there specifically trying to get uh, elon musk to pay attention that was our a split uh, you know that's exactly why we're there by the way you know this but the rubin brothers just got kidnapped down near spacex about two and a half weeks ago weeks ago in fact i just got a just before you get and i came on that they just landed back in, let me tell you this i can say it now because they're safely back in the united states your update here uh and, and and make sure you give the the back but uh, uh the rubin brothers uh part of oh, the team these of, guys have, they, have you had them on the show i haven't they've been pretty busy and i didn't want to you know they're doing really good work but uh Literally just landed about an hour ago back in Florida. Wow. So, I mean, just before we came on, they were just landing. I was, anyway, so, uh, okay, this is the Rubin brothers. Uh, Anthony Rubin, he's 26. He reached out to me and asked me if I would take him to the Darien, which a lot of people ask me to take him to the Darien Gap or something. And, 
I, I turned almost everybody down. And I even turned down a seal at one point. And so, I mean, but Anthony, you know, I talked with him for quite a while. I thought he was quite serious. And so I took him. I took him to the Daring Gap. I took him all over the place. And then we went from Texas all the way to San Diego on the border. And and I taught, I taught him a lot about information more. He's super smart. So all you have to do is take that horse to water and it starts to drink. And it comes, you know, he comes back and he knows more. And he, you know, so anyway, here's how Anthony rolls. So he, I introduced him to all these things. And the next thing you know, he gets a hold of a 200-page document that's in Mandarin from one of the mainland Chinese who is coming across as an alien. So he gets this document in, in Mandarin language, which he got it translated to English. So then, Anthony, he put this on his site, muckraker.com. And then he went, now this, was, this part was secret, but it's not anymore. So about maybe six weeks ago, something like that, he went down to Quito, Ecuador, to your old brother, Josh. They went to Quito and they started staying in all these hotels that the Chinese aliens stay in on their underground road to the United States. So he started down there, stayed in hotels, picked up a lot of information, came through Colombia. Yeah, survived that. And uh, he went through with a bunch of Syrians, Venezuelans, and uh, Chinese, of course, because that's who he was actually following, and, and some Bangladeshis and others. So he made it through. And uh, so he gets to the and, and, and you know, at this point, Guatemala, we had a, a, we had a couple of days of meetings, and then Anthony, it's right on the river, and you know they go across the river, and and uh, almost like the real. All right, we'll be back with more from Michael Yon. It gets pretty intense from here on out, so. Uh, don't you dare go away. We'll be right back. Uh, back our best offer ever you you had your head down. Slippers. You saved $90 a pair with your promo code. <sighs> and now my slippers come in even more sizes. Smaller sizes, larger sizes, right. wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find uh in any other slippers. All right. My slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable. Larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes my slippers different is my exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in, in, in any other slippers. My slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love my slippers, that I'm extending my day money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. From mycom or call the screen now. Use your promo $90. That's only $49. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. Are you prepared for life and turns, lockdowns, natural disasters, power outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal? Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. Your meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We use high-quality non-GMO ingredients. Use advanced freeze-dry technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. 
Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food, it's your life in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. A voice spoke to me and said, I've got something I want to show you. I was so sure God had talked to me. And I was stunned by what I saw. A direct fulfillment of this over 2,500 year old prophecy. The United States will stand with Israel. Why haven't I ever seen this before? One third of humanity will die. What do these beasts symbolize? The lion, the bear, the end-time government of the Antichrist. Understanding the end time. Conversations going. Uh, uh, who was it? Uh, Mustang was putting uh, duck liver recipes in there, right <laughs> in the middle of a discussion about a coming famine. Uh, just, <laughs> it was just, it was just awkward. Everyone's confused. I think thinking about duck liver and famine. All right. Anyways, it makes uh, great pate. Oh, what's? Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, it does. That's what I do. I, but, I, yeah, I, but for the most part, um, everybody is right on it and have, has a lot to say about this. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the points to be taken from Mr. Yan's, um, you know, his talk about China, I was listening to a not so long ago interview that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. did, you know, the one where he said he likes the Green New Deal. But it's not enough. Yeah, I have that. I was going to play that a little bit later. Right. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. listen, just real quick. He he also says in that same interview, which I finally got a chance to hear the whole thing, that he worked with China and he was in China a lot. And he he loves the way that they are dealing with climate change. And he worked with China to mm-hmm. um, to push this whole climate change agenda. And he was praising China and that he had worked uh, for years over there. He had worked in China. And I was like, oh, my goodness Mm. gracious, completely skipping past uh, the hardship that it has brought on the Chinese people. This climate change, the regulations on top of the social scores in China that have been implemented to make people, to force people to uh, be better citizens when it someone, comes to climate and pollution. And someone said there's stuff. no sound. There, we've got sound, correct? Uh, I'm not hearing from our team that there's no sound. We have sound. Yet just refresh. Something's going on. Uh, all right, we'll continue on um, with, um, with Michael Yon. Here we go. operational control over them, and I'm sure they're supplying guns to them. 
And we have a lot more of them right now than are willing to go even stand shoulder to shoulder at the border. I do believe that. Do you believe that? Well, millions of military-age males have come in. I mean, that's yes. clear. I mean, yes, that's just fact. pretty obvious right. at this point. And there's different ecosystems that are coming in, including Chinese Communist Party members who are now doing things like growing marijuana in Maine and paying taxes back to China, Chinese Communist Party. I mean, you've got all kinds of things going on like that, whether it's in and, uh, Oklahoma or Oregon, all over the place. And I want to make sure I get this in. I spoke with a investigative journalist down in Texas. Her name is Sarah Fields. Okay, she had a source that told her about a Hamas training camp right over the border. And I remember this. Yeah, this was recent. Recent, and she got the knock at the door. The FBI. Guess what they wanted to know? Uh, wanted to know who her source was to try trying to track down her source because the Federal Bureau of Coverups. Uh, that's that's their job is to circumvent. Fortunately, she got an attorney. But here's my concern: this Hamas thing. If you were commander in chief. And we had an incursion, uh, incursion uh, a 9-11 style event, 1,400 souls were killed in a terrorist event. Would you not lock down a border? I wouldn't care what your politics are. You have a duty to lock that down. Would you not? They're not going to lock the border down. They're going to lock us down. And the only way that people are locked down, they're like the Indian story of the elephant in the chain, right? You know, you take, for those who haven't heard this story, it's an old sort of a parable. You know, you, when, when, a, when, a, when a baby elephant is, you know, baby elephants, I've been around elephants a lot in different countries, and the baby elephants are a little dangerous because they want to play and they'll come, like, knock you down, you know? <laughs> Whereas the adult elephants can be more polite. But so they'll keep the baby elephants out of trouble by chaining them to a, a stake in the ground. Right, and the baby elephant learns that if it pulls against the stake, I've seen them pulling against those stakes, trying to pull them out. You know, I, I want them to be free, obviously, but the but they learn eventually that as long as it has that chain around its leg, they can't get away from that stake. So as they're adults, they'll just tie this chain around the elephant's leg and don't even put the stake in the ground anymore. Mm -hmm. And the elephant just assumes that it doesn't. Well, that I mean, the chain's around my leg. I'm supposed to stand around this pole. You know, even though the elephants are super smart, they're very smart. Mm. Uh, I mean, they're gangsters, actually. Sometimes I'm out with elephants a lot, you know, when I'm in Asia. But I mean, but the, uh, uh, but, but, you know, that's what's happening, ha has happened to a lot of Americans. You know, the idea that you're free, you're only free if you take it. Freedom is not something you're given. You don't give freedom, you take it. You take it by force. I mean, that's how our ancestors got it. They got it by force, right? They and didn't get freedom by asking for it. They're it. like, you give me freedom or I'll give you some gunpowder. Take it and defend it. That's right. Stand in defense of that. Absolutely. What you just said is if everybody can internalize what Michael Yan just said, it, it, it right there, that's exactly what we're all about. No, no, there is no system. There's no entity. There's no people in white buildings in D.C. There is no military. There's no other entity uh that's going to give or take anything you take your freedom and you stand in defense and i've been saying this to people you better be when i say go buy guns and bullets because they want to come kill us you be prepared to defend your life liberty and property because they're coming for you and you if we all do that right you look at parcels all together if we all did that we're strong we are strong but you need to focus on your residence your property right and then encourage other people to do that. But uh, there's a very evil force that's upon us. And they've been working incrementally yeah. over a long period of time, captured multiple levels. Uh, Law enforcement is going to have to make a decision. They are. If you 
if you're in law enforcement and you're watching this and you're doing and you're carrying out the orders of the beast you are the beast you are a traitor right bottom line i mean that's what it's coming down to you're either on our side or you're you're either or you're on the side of locking up you you know or you're or you're going to send us to death camps and over and that's obviously going to have consequences for everybody i'm sorry to interrupt you overemphasize this one point that the enemy okay expects loyalty of their people their job is to get you to betray your own country and if they see that you will betray even your own principles of your own country you're worth nothing to them on the other side of the wind right isn't that true oh absolutely i, I respect a very uh loyal enemy a lot more than I respect some coward that's wearing our uniform. I mean, one of the things that it's very important, cowards are natural traitors, right? As are narcissists, as malignant narcissists. I mean, you have to be very careful. Identify those people, identify cowards and get them out of your ranks. Never tell your- oh, Wow. I uh, I got a lot to say in this episode, so I'm gonna let uh, this uh, play through. Um, but everybody, stay right there. Thank you, Angie. That's right, MichaelYon.com. He's doing such tremendous work um, out there. I love his analysis, and I love his messaging to uh, our law enforcers and our our military that's betraying us. All right, we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I tried My Coffee for the first time, I was blown away. It is the best coffee I've ever had in my life. I spent the last four months doing my due diligence and this family-owned business micromanages every step from the fields to the cup to ensure the best quality coffee you're ever going to have. It starts with the beans that are grown in Honduras. Honduras's volcanic soil and humid climate make the perfect growing conditions for coffee plants, which produce the best beans ever. Then each batch is tested for its aroma, taste, and other aspects to meet the highest standards in the coffee industry. And after that, it goes into production, which is all done right here in the USA. It's like you're getting that small batch specialty coffee, but delivered right to your front door. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use the promo code and you'll get your very own My Coffee for 25% off. You guys all know that I've traveled the country for the past year and a half. I've stayed in hundreds of hotels. I've tried every coffee out there. Well, some of the coffees have that terrible aftertaste, some that leave me jittery, or I get an upset stomach. Well, my coffee is different. It's the richest, smoothest, best coffee I've ever had. My coffee comes in a variety of flavors. You get them ground or whole bean, plus it's certified organic and non-GMO. I guarantee it'll be the best coffee you've ever had. So go to mystore.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get my coffee for 25% off. 
and I'm going to give you deep discounts on all my store products. That's mystore.com. It's my new platform for USA entrepreneurs. Please order now. Cardio Miracle is the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Made from the highest quality ingredients, Cardio Miracle is driven and backed by science and committed to your health and well-being. Get your 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee now at CardioMiracle.com. Banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world, but in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks, and the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605-3900. Be sure to... Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm excited to announce my new product, My Coffee. I get products all the time from entrepreneurs for my new platform, MyStore.com. And when I... All right, ladies and gentlemen, we, at the top of the hour, uh, are coming on to FrankSpeech.com. At the two-minute mark, are they running the commercials, uh, Angie? At the beginning of the hour? What about the breaks in between? No? They're not. Just my what? Oh, good. Excellent. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, um, we will... Uh, continue on with Michael Yan here momentarily. As soon as we come on in one minute, I want to ask you, of course, to support us however you can. November, what we're actually headed uh, once again towards is pulling the plug on this thing again, just every couple weeks. Uh, so, but if you guys support us, which you do at the appropriate time, I'm just pedaling away, uh, trying to fight for your support. Um, if you guys can support us, we stay. If you don't, we go. Uh, I guess that's it, right? So uh, with your support over on Rumble, November was the worst month we've ever had, uh, I think, since we began. Um, 11 years into this. Did you know that? Mm. It was the worst. Yep. Rumble, locals, just support. <sighs> Need your help. So uh, please do help us if you have the means to do so uh thank you thank you very much thank you all right here we go rooted there's people within our system uh that have infiltrated our system and betrayed our country and he was just recently and you know they just uh, page six 
just throw it on the back burner because we need to focus on uh, Ron DePoptis, you know, uh, wh whatever that was yesterday. They've got us distracted with nothing that we'll benefit from. Uh, we have been infiltrated, sir, uh, in the remaining moments that I have with you here. Um, the only thing that I want everybody to focus on with respect to, um, and then you'll be able to segue to, um, to, to the next topic here easily. As to the election, a couple of things are happening. WEF is t uh, warning us of a cyber warfare attack in 2024. Okay, They're right out in the open. Whitney Webb has just reported on this. Uh, secondly, uh, the election variant has been released. In Ohio, we got the first reports of pneumonia here in Ohio yesterday. China, now they're talking about locking them down. The election variant is coming. And obviously, it takes a while for that to propagate. And thirdly, uh, something they've been working on incrementally. There's just like they target certain jurisdictions to get an electoral vote count to win. They're manipulating the election through this mass migration thing, period. This election involves right now, covertly, they've put people in certain cities. They're starting to get them to vote. They're going to have people, you know, sign off. They're going to do all the bad. They are working on it right now to steal that election, stop we the people uh, from voting someone in. This migration thing is definitely a part of that, part and parcel, is it not, with the distrib uh, distribution of these illegal immigrants into these cities strategically? You can see 2024 is going to be the most, let's say, exciting year of our lives, almost certainly. Uh, I mean, who knows what's coming next? We, we can see this new variant of disease being spread around. Uh, you know, there's already in Japan, you know, talk about, you know, new jabs that they're going to roll out and that sort of thing. This is These are clearly genocidal. Uh, these are, you know, uh, geno jabs, if you want to call them that. This is about genocide. Uh, they're open about it. They're open about uh, population reduction, right? They're open about um, um, open borders and putting 100 million people into the United States, which is easily achievable. Hmm. You know, it might be unimaginable to some people, but it's like super imaginable, imaginable to me because I'm watching it happen. I mean, I'm watching the routes being built up and increased down in Darien right now as we speak. And by the way, dry season is just starting right now. Panama Canal is really low, pretty low. And that's important. Panama is being taken. That's one of the most vital pieces of terrain on planet Earth for any country, but especially for the United States. That's literally like a jugular. I mean, that's the Panama is Panama Canal is being taken by World Economic Forum CCP as we speak. It's being destabilized. And, and the, the, the canal is quite dry right now for various reasons. And the Darien Gap is increasingly open. If you can get into South America anywhere, if you can get to Brazil or Tierra del Fuego, it doesn't matter. And all you have to do then is get to Colombia. You can go through the Darien Gap and you can be in the United States within a week or two, right? Anywhere. Mm -hmm. You can be anywhere in the United States. And the United States will help you get, into, get to the United States and into the United States. You know, the hybrid warfare, that term warfare that you refer to. Now I want to learn more yeah. about that. Yeah, hybrid warfare is kind of a general term that describes, for instance, this uh, weaponized migration 
uh, you know, uh, replacement of populations, which is something that's been done many times in history. Stalin did it with the Kulaks in Ukraine in the 30s. And, you know, Mao did it. Mao learned from Stalin. Pol Pot, uh, Hitler did it with the Jews. You can replace people. It's easily done. It takes a huge information war. Of course, information war is always the highest form of warfare, right? So the, 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 the information component is absolutely severe. Our information, that's why... You know, they're trying to lock down Elon Musk and so many others. That's why you can't really put on YouTube exactly what you want to put on there. Or many of these, like Facebook is completely captured by Zuckerberg and whoever else runs him, right? And so so you got the, you got the, the biological aspects of the, the death jabs and whatever virus or bacteria or whatever, they're going to fungus, who knows what they're going to release next. And, uh, and, and then they're going to obviously then supply the remedy, which would be, say, a death jab, which obviously is killing millions of people, and which a lot of us saw this a mile, especially there's many different ways to get at the right answer. You don't have to follow the science, which is which was a ridiculous way, actually, to try to figure out the truth of the, the, the previous death jabs. Or they still are jab boosting people with those things, believe it or not. I mean, how could you follow the science when the science couldn't be trusted to begin with? And not to mention that it would take generations to see if these things were actually safe. They couldn't figure out those were safe in a few months. It's just ridiculous, right? So the only way to, to take an estimate about what would have been a correct course of action would be to use your other life experience, such as why are they censoring us from the, even discussing whether or not people are dying from this thing? Why are they doing such incredible information warfare? Why are they rushing it out? Why are all these world leaders like Abibi and, and the rest, you know, Trump pushing the jabs? Why are they doing this, right? And now, even after all that, they don't back off. Uh, so these are, these are there's, there was different ways to get at what was probably the right answer, and the right answer was not to take it, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, but millions did, or probably maybe, maybe a billion. I have no idea how many people took it. Yeah, and uh, hybrid now, warfare in any way. Sorry, sorry you, hybrid warfare is like an octopus coming out. You know, they'll shut down the grid. Uh, you know, IT attacks. You know, uh, take well, the computers so offline, satellites offline. You know, yeah, it's it's the, and, and I I understood this. I learned my way through it by studying. Uh, you know, looking at the um, uh, uh, the forensic reports on uh, the machines for the voting machines and the way they capture elections. It's not any one particular uh, central function. They don't just rely on the machines. Look what they did in Arizona. They said, oh my goodness, we don't even have to manipulate the machines. We can figure out who the same day voters are. Everybody's gonna come out, shut the machines down, and go down a run back and just print fake ballots. The machines weren't even touched, but they've got uh, ballot stuffing. They've got multiple points of failure. You catch them in ballot stuffing with um, uh, uh, 2,000 mules, um, they're gonna they're gonna find other ways. So you've got five octopus legs coming at you. They can afford to lose two, three. The two are gonna get them over. And is it not true that this and it's a big animal, obviously, but this uh, this replacement migration, this this invasion of our country, uh, facilitated by our own military, law enforcement, um, uh, uh, NGOs, so on and so forth. Uh, that, that this is one huge leg uh, of it, but one of many, correct? It is, and we're gonna end up seeing global famines. I've been warning about this since early 2020. 
uh, that, that we're clearly going to go into global famines. You, uh, we, I see the conditions being set for this. You know, amateurs are always asking, what will the spark be? It's not about sparks. It's all about conditions. That's, you know, when you, you serious military people know that. They don't talk about sparks. They talk about conditions. Mm-hmm. Set conditions for success or create conditions to for your enemy to fail, right? And then exploit those and 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 win, right? Or or let it be done to you and lose, right? So you can see right now so many food factory fires and avian flu, quote unquote, and the chickens being called can't eat beef, you know, uh, huge numbers of cattle dying here and there. Uh, you know, uh, so many other things uh, unfolding like nitrogenous uh, fertilizer production uh, being attacked, for instance, um, Groningen and gas field in Netherlands. I was there in March warning that the Dutch government was probably going to take Groningen and gas. It's the biggest gas field in Europe, right? And it's now offline, just as I was warning. Why Groningen? You know, why take these na- now? They're trying to get the United States to shop, stop natural gas production. Why? It's not just about heaters. It's about famine, right? Famine creates hop, human osmotic pressure, push and pull of migration, and there, I'm telling you, you, if you think war is bad, you should see famine. Famine is like uh, it's like it's an unbelievable destruct, unbelievably destructive force when it really sets in on a country or a, or a people, right? But why the uh, the, the natural gas with the Haber Bosch process, which was first envisioned, I think, in maybe 1903 by Fritz Haber, a German chemist. He had the idea that he wrote in a book in thermo, uh, thermodynamics that he thought you could take the hydrogen off of the natural gas and combine it with the nitrogen that we're breathing right now and make ammonia, right? But it was very difficult. I think he first succeeded in about 1908 and he got a little bit of ammonia out. That was his eureka moment. And that, so that's Fritz Haber, right? So then Carl Bosch came along and, and then in 1914, he, he, Carl Bosch was also a German chemist. He was able to actually take that idea or, or the, the ability to actually take the hydrogen off and make ammonia with the nitrogen that we're breathing and make it industrial, right? It's one thing to make a drop. It's another thing to make train cars and boatloads full of it. So mm-hmm. that's what they started doing at Ludwigshof in Germany at the BASF plant in 1914, which coincidentally is the year that the Panama Canal opened up. And you'll see after 1914, the human population starts to really skyrocket, right? Part of that was because of those nitrogenous fertilizers that were being produced in mass amounts and increasingly mass amounts and the increased uh, uh, tr- uh, uh, transportation abilities and, and also refrigeration and other abilities. It wasn't just the nitrogenous fertilizers, but it was a huge additive component to why the world population started to explode, right? And, and so uh, now you see what they're doing bit by bit is taking these nitrogenous fertilizers offline. I was in uh, BASF last year in Ludwigshafen, Germany with uh, Masako Ganaha, the famous Japanese journalist, and we asked, you know, what would happen if Nord Stream was interrupted? Now, this was before Nord Stream was interrupted, right? I was, I just suspected that something might happen to Nord Stream because I, if your paradigm is right, it should be predictive, right? Like my paradigm is that the beast, I call it the beast, which is the co-sanguination mm. of a world economic forum in the Chinese Communist Party. I call that the beast. In my paradigm, the beast is trying, one of the things that the beast is trying to do is create massive global famines, right? To reduce population and cause massive amounts of hop, human osmotic pressure that push in the pull of migration to destabilize and throw 
you know, all of Europe, United States, Japan, all these places right off the boat, right? And, and they're working to do that. So if I were going to do that, if I were the beast, what would I do? I would interrupt Nord Stream. That's why we were at BASF and I said, what would happen if Nord Stream goes offline? And the guy giving the tour at BASF, that's on the Rhine River, by the way, uh, said that, you know, BASF would die or something like that, which it did not. But it, it it's further curtailed the production of nitrogenous fertilizers. Now they've just taken Groningen offline and, and all these other things we could go and, you know, on for hours about this. But the bottom line is Mississippi River is quite dry. Panama Canal is pretty dry. And all our transportation is being strangled while nitrogenous fertilizer production is going down, down, down. Food factory fires everywhere. Avian flu again, H5N1. We got a call. Oh, uh, now, all now, chickens everywhere. Now, I'll make no mistake. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go back to the conclusion of the Michael Yon interview, uh, a very important one, and he's going to nail a case. I say nail a case. Uh, uh, he's going to present a case where it's it's almost inevitable that they're getting ready uh, to bring famine, uh, a very effective warfare tactic uh, that, of course, Mao and Stalin were really good at. Uh, I think Stalin intentionally killed 30 million people uh, through famine. But take pause here. We've got some important um, news coming into Monday, and I'm joined by uh, a, a man uh, or, uh, who is, he's got more than 35 years of uh, national security service in uniform and as a senior civilian at the Office of the Secretary of Defense, uh, having served at the National Security Council uh, his service spans uh, uh, eras such as the Cold War, the Peace Dividend, War on Terror, uh, World in Chaos, of course, and now um, the great, great unraveling of uh, global stability, of course. But uh, Colonel John Mills, I'm, I'm improvising on my, my introduction view. I hope uh, no disrespect intended, of course, but sir... Uh, welcome and and good morning. How are you? Here we are. Hey, going good. Going good. good. A lot of stuff. A uh, lot, lot of stuff happening, Colonel Mills. Um, you know, I uh, this morning I was, and this weekend I was really, really focused on uh, on this Venezuela vote, and I'll, I'll I'll share with you what my concerns are, but. Um, uh, in advance of this thing going on, where, of course, where they uh, invented electronic voting machine fraud uh, in Venezuela, I, I must say, uh, they kicked out a vote. Maduro kicked out a vote to uh, give the people an opportunity to decide whether or not to invade Guyana, uh, a resource-rich Guyana. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Well, you backtrack a little bit, you see... Uh, the, the Biden administration, I'm sorry, the Biden wrecking ball, um, lifting the sanctions um, from Venezuela, uh, offering support to Guyana. So I've got some commentary here. We'll get to, uh, to Venezuela. But let's go to uh, the Middle East. You've got your map up there of the Middle East. What the heck is going on with the attacking of um, 
uh, ships in the Middle East. Yeah, let me let me get the picture back up here. Uh -huh. Yes, sir. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, I was trying to get your audio in my uh, here here. I'm trying to. Okay, let me move the camera a little bit. Mm -hmm. let me move the camera a little bit. Okay. Oh, not that much. Not that much. Okay. Yeah. So so Pete, what we got going on? Ah, I'm trying to get myself all over the place here. So what we got going on is uh, a full-blown tanker war. Now, in the uh, people may not remember, but in the 80s, uh, there was a tanker war, 1988-89. Uh, um, uh, really, was going on from 86, but it was primarily up here. This is the Strait of Hormuz. Now, that's a very important strategic point where much of the world's oil, especially Europe and Asia, must pass through right up here. American oil, even without Trump energy dominance, we don't get a whole lot of oil from here, actually. And people always say, well, we're in the Middle East just for oil. Well, actually, it's not totally true. And we actually get very little, and historically we've gotten very little, but Iran was blocking the oil flows. And so we reflagged 14 Kuwaiti tankers, and we, which gave them, uh, we put them under U.S. flag, which gave them the U.S. Navy escort. We had a much larger Navy back then, 600 ships. And we escorted them through here. And that was uh, Ernest Wind, I think it was the name of the operation. But there's a number of uh, sub-operations, uh, Praying Mantis, and uh, which was kind of the climax. And uh, we really wiped out the Iranian Navy, which was a lot of just improvised small craft, uh, things like that. We just easily, we destroyed them. They, they, were, they were also using a number of Gulf oil platforms uh, to, for surveillance, uh, um, to launch uh, the attacks from the small craft. Uh, so we wiped those out. So that was 88, 80, 86, 87, 88, 89, really uh, 88 was the climax, okay? So we really assured passage through here. Uh, but now, suddenly, we have a much broader conflict in place. So that's why I say this is the tanker war on steroids, and it's a totally different game. Just like Hamas, is, this is not about the classic Israeli-Arab conflict that we all, oh, this is just yeah. Israeli-Arab conflict. No, totally different. This is all done at the bidding of Iran, which works for China. This is part of uh, Chairman Xi's brushfire arsonist campaign to uh, set off conflict around the world. So now, let me just go through a few of the incidents, and there's many here, but it kind of started down here, just for everybody's orientation. So Iran here, Saudi Peninsula here. This is, we sometimes call this the Persian Gulf, our Arab uh, uh, partners really prefer to call the call the Arabian Gulf. So let's call this the Arabian Gulf. The Indian Ocean is really out here. Gulf of Oman here. Uh, Gulf of Aden here. This is Yemen. This is where the Houthis are at, and Houthis are historically connected to Iran. Okay, this is going way back. Uh, the Houthis have been a proxy for Iran, but now Iran is doing this for China. Now you have Djibouti down here and you have the oddity where we have a, a special operations encampment at the airfield, Camp Lemonier, but about seven miles away, the Chinese have a much, much larger camp with its own private secure port facility. We have to, our ships, our Navy ships have to essentially be amongst uh, all the flotsam and jetsam of all the different, uh, different ships. So much lower security. Uh, 
operational security. So we're 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 borrowing up uh, the, the commercial port. They have their own private port. So very large Chinese presence here. This is the Red Sea, uh, which is very important for European trade. Europe would die without it. This is the uh, up here. You have the Suez Canal, and then the area of conflict up here, the Gaza Strip up here. So we got a lot of U.S. naval forces up here uh, in the eastern Mediterranean. This is Cyprus, very important base uh, for uh, the U.S. and the U.K. Um, but let me just go over some of what's going on. On November 20th, the first one kind of occurred, and that was the crazy hijacking somewhere around here of the Galaxy Leader. It was uh, associated with Israel, supposedly. Uh, this is where the Houthis flew a MI-17, uh, kind of a Soviet-Russian-era helicopter, but the flying was very good and landed on the ship and uh, seized the ship. The ship was empty. It was a car carrier. It was one of those weird, uh, very flat-sided, uh, uh, tall uh, uh, car carriers, and it was empty. But now it's somewhere, it's, it's in a port somewhere along here seized by the Houthis. So the Houthis have the ship and the crew. Uh, that was on November 20th. Um, and then in two, the two other events, there's been a number of events, so I'm just get, just getting about the four major ones. Uh, the Central Park, uh, somewhere around here, not totally sure, the Gulf of Aden uh, or the Red Sea, Central Park was a bulk carrier, of, uh, looks like petrochemical projects, but not a super tanker. Uh, it was uh, it was attacked, and uh, then also um, the uh, uh, the uh, Zodiac Maritime on the 26th. Now, the, the Zodiac was all Zodiac Maritime was over here, um, and so we uh, neither of those ships was taken. The Zodiac Maritime was boarded, but then the then the Houthis uh, departed, um, and then. But, but I think another one that's very important was on November 26, kind of off the map, but you had a large, very large container ship, uh, the Mayette. It's, it's got, it's got been called the Mayette, the semi, they renamed it. Um, um, it's a very large container ship. Now this was significant. This is way out here in the Indian Ocean. It was attacked by uh, cruise missiles. Um, you know, or, or drones. A lot of times they've been saying missiles, drones. It's it's really hard as you read through the, the press fair uh, public releases what's what's accurate. So this is very important. This is what's going on here is a much broader, much larger attack against merchant vessels on a scale far larger than the tanker war of the uh, of. Uh, uh, 88, so this is very significant, and we 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 got to put this in strategic context. Just like the Gaza conflict, this is China. Now, what's going on all over here? This is China, and remember again, China has a very large footprint right here in Djibouti, a much larger have, base camp right here. I have a I have a quick question. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just the uh, you know the United States Marine Corps. Well, do you know what my MOS was in the military? The Marine Corps. Uh, refresh my memory. Oh no, no, I, I I was wondering if I had told you. I just didn't want to repeat myself um, over and over. I was uh, aviation ordnance. I did all aviation deployed weapons, um, everything nuke, biochemical, conventional, so on and so forth. Uh, here's what I suspect is going on, and correct me if I'm wrong. Got my spidey senses up. Um, these drone attacks and attacking an American, uh, you know, destroyer. Um, uh, from what I understand, there was a potential drone attack. 
I feel like they're probing our defenses, missile defenses and stuff like that, because this particular destroyer's got pretty sophisticated Aegis technology on board, uh, you know, to send drones out there. And if China is behind this stuff, I mean, it's much, this is much bigger than just uh, uh, annoyances uh, attacking Navy ships and, and of course, you know, the tanker wars and, and all the stuff that's going on with the commercial thoroughfare there. But am I wrong about this? Are they doing probing attacks to see what our Navy I would say they're, they're testing because they're watching this very closely. You always you always learn things, all kinds of things. I'm not going to go into any details. And again, these are just all my personal observations. They don't represent any organization, but they are uh, very, you learn things. And uh, uh, it ties us down. It wears us out. It distracts us. Um, that's what's going on because we essentially only have three ships. Now, the Navy has created five task forces. I think this is very important. I just got this off the Navy website here. So they have CTF uh, Coalition Task Force um, 150. And 150 covers uh, the Gulf of Oman. Let me light this up here. It went dark on me. Okay, there we go. The Gulf of Oman, the Greater Indian Ocean, and the Gulf of Aden. So that's CTF. That's one task force fifth fleet is uh fifth fleet is uh uh up here uh there um oh my gosh what uh i'm, I'm it's not in kuwait uh bahrain it's in bahrain fifth fleet is in bahrain so fifth fleet has created five task forces 150 covers uh indian ocean oman gulf of aden 151 is the anti-piracy which is was historically here with the somalis and that's really kind of wound down until the last few days when all of a sudden we said the Somalis were the ones doing the attacking. And uh, there, there was an attack yesterday, December 3rd, that was quite substantial. Uh, well, I'm going into that. Then you have 152, which is the Arabian Gulf. So again, 152 handles this area, 152. 153 handles the Red Sea, the Red Sea. And then 154 does training for the entire area. So five task forces, and yet it looks like cover this whole area. We have three destroyers, uh, the Mason, the Kearney, and the Hudner. And those are great vessels, great ships, but three destroyers running around covering this huge swath of terrain. They're wearing us out. They're, they are probing us. They're testing us. They're learning, uh, but they're wearing us out. We have three vessels. We have an undersized Navy, and right here we got three ships running around like crazy playing whack-a-mole. And then the 3 December attack, which just happened simultaneously, and this was down here, so it's unclear, was that uh, uh, 153 or 150, uh, uh, 150. So it's really not clear here, 153 or 150. So I don't know what the operational dividing line, and that's, that's, that, that would be kind of considered confidential information. I don't know. Uh, but so they attacked uh, like three vessels simultaneously and shot uh, these cruise missiles. Again, they've been unclear. The cruise missiles could be the very inexpensive Iranian Shahid 136s, which are very simple. Uh, there's larger Chinese cruise missiles that the Houthis and uh, um, the Iranians have. So they're wearing us out here. And you know, m most of our resources, uh, I believe uh, both the... Uh, um, Ford and the Eisenhower are still up here. 
and the baton, which was which you would have been on uh, as a Marine, uh, I believe the baton, a large deck amphib, is up here, I believe. So it looks like we're covering a huge swath of terrain with three destroyers. That's, that's just, ladies and gentlemen, that just isn't enough. Uh, the, um, uh, go, go ahead, continue on. I'm sorry. Are you no, getting I, feedback from no, me? No, no, I can hear okay. you. Um, all right, sir, uh, is, uh, uh, is it your estimation that China, uh, what about Russia? China, Russia behind this thing? I mean, are they posturing? This is totally, China is calling the shots and everything. Everybody is a subcontractor to China right now. Russia is a subcontractor to China. Iran is a subcontractor to China. Hamas and the Houthis work for Iran, which works for China. This is now, and again, there was a, uh, there was a press release um, um, I, I don't think I'm referring out of the four incidents I brought up. I don't think I mentioned that one that they uh, 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 one of those three ships broke up and attempted seizure by uh, uh, Somali pirates, which I was going Somali pirates. I thought uh, um, what, uh, 151 Task Force 151 took care of that years ago. So I didn't know Somalis were back in the game. Uh, but then they uh, they fired ballistic missiles, and again the Houthis have ballistic missiles. These are Chinese-made long-range ballistic missiles that they've been lofting all the way toward uh, toward Israel. And they've also been trying to hit targets deep into Saudi Arabia. The Saudis have a pretty robust air defense; have been knocking them down. But you know, uh, I think it was the Carney was over here in the Red Sea and has been engaging some of these. It exhausts our missile supply, but. It chews up our missile supply when we're taking down ballistic missiles fired by the Houthis all the way over here. But the Houthis have also fired ballistic missiles at some of our ships at sea in the Red Sea and the Gulf of Aden. I mean, it's you're very unlikely. These are not the, the advanced uh, Chinese uh, DF-26s that can target uh, target a moving vessel. These are, I think, are, are much earlier Scud-like. Uh, but it chews, chews up our resources, chew, uh, ties us down. We take our eyes off of uh, take our eyes off of Taiwan, take our eyes off of what's going on in Venezuela. And I'm hearing that um, talks have broken down in Qatar, Qatar uh, helping to settle the the uh, Israel. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, right up here. You know, we have a gutter is a Sunni aligned Arab state, but they have good relationships with Iran. And that's always frustrated Saudi Arabia and the UAE because gutter has a good relationship with Iran. But they're also Muslim Brotherhood aligned, which puts them in line with Turkey off the map here. So Saudi Arabia, uh, uh, the sworn enemy of, of uh, Saudi Arabia is the Muslim Brotherhood. So, you know, you've got a uh, factional conflict going on in addition to China. Uh, but uh, yeah, the talks, the top Hamas's base is in gutter. They're, uh, it's uh, Ismail Haniyeh, their uh, leader in exile is right here, but we have Jake Sullivan and some of his team have been going back and forth. The US government has created a forward cell here in, uh, in uh, gutter to do these negotiations uh, with Hamas and Israel. It ties down our national security capacity to make decisions. There's only so, I haven't been at the White House, there's only so much bandwidth you have. No matter how good you are, like what, how, how right-minded you are, you still only have so much bandwidth. And uh, mm -hmm. so, unfortunately, a lot of our bandwidth is being focused right there, which, again, takes the eye off Taiwan, takes the eye off of Venezuela, takes the eye off of China, takes the eye off of uh, unleashing American energy. Yeah, and, and I'd like uh, to, to dig into Venezuela before we do.
And, you know, I don't want to over-sensationalize here and say, oh, my goodness, we're on the precipice of World War. But all of this posturing that is going on, uh, nation-states and major alliances and then military incursions that are happening here, I mean, is is this ramping up to a World War scenario? Well, okay, what I like to educate everybody is we are in World War III. Let's stop talking about getting into this. Is This okay. is what World War looks like. China is pushing the buttons. Everybody thinks it's bombs and missiles landing on American territory. That's going to be the absolute last stages of the, of the war. We're in a war right now. Fentanyl is killing 10,000 Americans. That's part of the war. Open borders, Chinese nationals moving in, muscling in on, on cannabis production. That's part of the war. This is all part of World War III is going on now. So we need to just get it out of our system, saying when it happens, it's happening. We, get, we have to be more sophisticated and recognize what's going on. It is going on right now. Mm -mm. Yes. Now, this, uh, I'm going to say this just from my perspective, and I, I started uh, last week uh, digging into our side of this Venezuela thing because I discovered that early in November, uh, the, the Biden Wrecking Ball administration had lifted sanctions and also allowed for uh, what is it? Third party sale of oil. That was kind of, that was awkward, uh, to me. Then we hear that there is this vote that was put forth by Maduro, um, for the people to authorize him invading, uh, resource rich Guyana. Uh, and at the same time, and I see the United States working both sides of that coin, uh, because we're offering up assistance to defend Guyana while at the same time lifting the sanctions to get the oil, uh, you know, I'm sorry, my last name's Santilla. I got family members that negotiate deals like this where they say, hey, uh, you pay us, we turn a blind eye to helping out your adversary. Um, this is a major thing that's happening right here because I believe Cuba, Russia, and China are behind that as well, pushing in. Oh, oh absolutely. Venezuela has a very large Chinese footprint, a very large Russian footprint, a very large footprint from uh, 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 Iran, Hamas, Hezbollah. They all. This is this is a Disneyland for them in the Americas, and this is a failure of us to enforce the Monroe Doctrine. And people are saying, "Well, America first. We're going to stay out of everything." Uh, that's not how I interpret America first. Okay especially when this is in the Americas. Uh, so you deal with this now or it's going to be too late when we have to deal with it later. So, yeah. you know, this is a failure and this goes back across numerous administrations failing to deal with uh, Chinese influence in the Americas. And uh, we created a vacuum when we left in the year 2000 for Panama. We had nothing in the treaty said we had to, we had to leave Panama. It just said we were handing over administration of the canal. The Panamanians didn't want us to leave. They, they, they were happy to have us there as business partners, uh, uh, national partners. You know, they, they do, they are sensitive to a lot of military bases. So we got, you know, that's, the, the, they didn't want that, but they wanted America to stay and be our, be a good friend and ally. And mm -hmm. we just departed, created a vacuum. Okay. And Venezuela, um, just like with Iran, a number of members of the Biden administration have this just obsession with kowtowing to a Venezuela or Iran. And we're paying the price because we, but it, it goes back before the Biden team. This goes back into the, you know, the 1990s. And 
A lot of it is, I, I really assign responsibility to the State Department because State Department in the wake of, you know, okay, there were military dictatorships in Central and South America. Got it, okay. Uh, you know, of course we want, uh, we have a vision of a better place. But the problem is, um, uh, once those countries started transitioning toward roughly more democratic uh, uh, societies, um, the State Department just said, oh, you know, we're not welcome. You know, they don't want us there. And I found that to be actually absolutely the opposite. These countries really wanted robust American engagement and were just baffled when State Department and the rest of the U.S. government just were like, you know, well, you know, you know, you, we, we can't really engage with you. And you go, why? Why? Why can't you engage with us? Well, it's because you don't like us from the bad years of the military dictatorships. And they go, uh, that was in the past. We're talking about the present. And so it was just this baffling, I sat in a number of bylaws where this, this happened of just, oh, no, no, we, we're not allowed to say anything because you don't like us. And they go, guys, that's the past. We're going to talk about the present. We're going to talk about the present. We want America. We want America here. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so State Department failed since the 90s to really establish a robust government-to-government -government dialogue with uh, the Central and South American countries, creating yep. a vacuum for yep. communist infiltration, communist takeover, because we just, it was this bizarre behavior. But but again, the Biden team just has this obsession with Venezuela. And that's, that's so that's, Again, we are in World War III. Let's get out of the system. This might lead to World War We're in World War III. World wars look and taste and smell differently all the time, and the Chinese are very good at this. But Venezuela, which is a, it's corrupt, it's bankrupt. Uh, they, you know, they have paramilitary forces. You know, they really, they're, they're, they're you know, they don't have a robust uh, Army, Air Force, and Navy, okay? It's still very, uh, very poorly equipped, poorly trained, poorly led. Uh, but this is this is uh, what was uh, British Guiana, okay? British Guiana, so British, Dutch, and then off the map was is French Guiana. So these three, kind of, I call them the Baltics of the Americas, just like uh, 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 Lithuania, Latvia, and Estonia. These are the these are the three Baltics of the Americas here. But uh, by the way, I I want to interject for those of you uh, that may be tuned in and too young to remember what Guyana is. That's uh, home of the Jim Jones uh, uh, Kool Aid drinking festival. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> an American congressman flew down here to figure out what was going on. He was ambushed at the airport and killed. Uh, and then all the followers of the cult, Jim, the, the Jim Jones cult, uh, you know, drank Kool-Aid and killed themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, so horrible, horrible episode. But yeah, oh, this yeah. Took, took place here. But Guyana is, uh, you know, essentially they only have police forces. Uh, there's a British military footprint here, very small. This is Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, small British presence here, very small British presence. But again, they, they do have certain defense treaties, Trinidad and Tobago, Guyana. Uh, and I think, you know, uh, President Ali of Guyana flew to a mountaintop, uh, planted the Guyanan flag and essentially told the Venezuelans, come and take it. Uh, so he's he's really, you know, saying we're not we're not going to give up on this in any way, shape or form and be intimidated. I think a lot of the conflict uh, uh, when it starts between Venezuela and Guyana is going to be a lot of repurposed commercial vessels, because a lot of the oil-rich territories uh, are, are actually uh, in the Caribbean Sea here. 
Um, so I would see a lot of repurposed commercial vessels come over, uh, attempt to essentially naval embargo, naval blockade, maybe small landings here. Uh, I haven't done a deep dive on the road network, but I'm pretty sure it's bad. So yeah. you're not going to be able to get a whole lot of through on land. Do you mind me interjecting on this one issue? Uh, that's yeah. close enough to uh, the Darien Gap there, pushing up to, I mean, you get a, um, uh, a, uh, in a war, another war torn country in South America, pushing immigrants up through the Darien Gap and, of course, fleeing to the United States for, you know, for safe harbor. Will that impact yeah. this replacement? Well, I, per I personally know a number of Venezuelans that have left because of the thug, uh, the dictator Maduro. And so a lot of them come up through the Darien Gap. Now that's all, I got one more map and it's off to this. But uh -huh. the Darien Gap is kind of up over here. Um, but a lot of the conflict is going to take place off the ocean and on the coastal area up here. A lot of, again, a lot of repurposed commercial vessels, light patrol craft. Uh, that's really uh, Venezuela's likely option is to really kind of a maritime interdiction through here. Uh, and again, probably push across, but it also has Brazil, you know, Lula of Brazil, who uh, also uh, uh, take, came out of a questionable election um, in Brazil. But Brazil is now very concerned and mobilizing their military because this is all Brazilian territory. And although Lula is China aligned, Maduro is China aligned, now, now China is creating a fight club between Venezuela and Brazil. Because Brazil, even though you got a communist in power right there, um, the uh, they don't they don't want Venezuela moving in and taking over another country, uh, just because that's wrong. Uh, the the whole organization of American states, which we used to very effectively use to uh, advocate for American interests, with the, yeah, but then just kind of evaporated. Uh, we we helped set up the organization of American states is very strongly against any move by Venezuela, but um, I'm pretty sure something's going to happen. And, you know, Maduro just came back from China. You know, we're seeing, starting to see a track record. What happens when leaders meet with Xi or go to China and then come back? Bad things happen. Putin meets with Xi, invades the Ukraine. Uh, Iran has multiple meetings with, uh, with uh, China. Uh, next thing you know, Hamas cooks off uh, attacking Israel. You know, Maduro invades, uh, or Maduro uh, visits China, comes back, and then all of a sudden they're having a referendum. So mm. this is all China, China, China. And it's right here. This is a failure. This is, this is a dumpster fire in our front yard. So yeah. I'm all America first, but people say, this has nothing to do with us. Uh, this one. Has oh, this one. This one has even more so than the stuff going on in the Middle East. Correct? Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah because... Well, because uh, it's a strategic place, especially if, you know, I, I mean, this is like Cuban Missile Crisis type stuff. You start moving China and Russia uh, into this area, right? Well, well, this is, uh, you know, off the map up here is Cuba. Right. And where China has already said Secretary of State Blinken went to China uh, in one of the, the groveling events. I mean, he was the first of the leaders to go there and grovel, you know, in the, in the springtime. And as soon as he was on the plane back home, uh, China said, not only are we reopening the spy base at Lourdes, which supposedly shut down in 2020, which I, uh, or 2000, which I don't think it really, just my personal observation, I don't think it shut down. But not only are we going to do reopen the, spy, the old Russian spy base, we're actually going to do military training in Cuba. Well, China sends all their resources and uses this as a forward uh, base camp, a forward operating base to then project uh, 
troops and resources into Cuba, you know, 90 miles off of Key West. So this is crazy town. So Venezuela is a huge base for China, huge base. Uh, and again, there's lots of Chinese, lots of Russians, lots of Iranians, lots of Hamas, lots of um, Hezbollah in Venezuela. So this is, this is really bad. But if we were enforcing the Monroe Doctrine, this never would have happened. Yeah. And I said this weekend, as this thing is shaping up, this is not a... I'm stating the obvious here. This is a big, big deal, is it not? This Venezuela Guyana thing. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a big deal, um, and uh, you know, just the Biden team. Uh, just it's not in their DNA to advocate for American interests. They're always, you know, in in Israel, they're they're lecturing Israel. Hey, if you fight Hamas, you create Hamas. And I'm going, wow, that's funny. I heard that during the war on terror years with Bush. Them lecturing Bush, uh, if you fight terrorism, you create terrorism. I know we have other issues with Bush and things like that, uh, you know. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, I, I never, I never bought into this. If you fight, I mean, Trump showed very clearly what America First uh, military action showed uh, looks like, and that was um, um, Soleimani. I mean, he projected U.S. force to get uh, the Iranian uh, thug Soleimani. He, he, that's what he did, did, did that very effectively, very effectively, we projected. Um, uh, and then we also got Baghdadi. So that's what America first military force looks like. We identify the target, we warn them, they keep doing it, we project our force, we take care of the mission and we return. That's good America first uh, use of the military. Um, but uh, the, uh, the Biden team just seems incapable. It's always lecturing, always lecturing, you know, if you fight Israel, if you fight Hamas, you create create Hamas. Hmm. Heard that one before. Again, with, yeah. with, you know, with uh, oh hey, and I, I, I mean, this happened when I was in office constantly with the Obama team, where they're really mad about China, really mad about China. I said, okay, okay, well, you know, what do you want to do? And they say, well, we can't do it. You know, said so they want a list of all these things we could do and give them a list. And they go, oh, no, we can't do it because we do that. We'll only promote China. I go, well, okay, I, I'm, I'm lost. You guys said you wanted to do something to deter and stop China. And yeah, mm. just by inaction, you're going to only create, create embolden. So this is, it's just not in their DNA to do things that actually assert American interests and deter the opponent uh, or teach a lesson of the opponent. So. So this is a really important map. I, I, I don't think you got everything I'm looking, uh, um, but you know, just for orientation, Florida, Cuba, um, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. There's a big picture story in Puerto Rico about this. Panama down here, uh, just it's below the banner. Uh, you got Caracas, Venezuela, and just off the map over here, you got the, uh, the imminent conflict zone of uh, Venezuela and Guyana. So now this is an interesting, this oval roughly represents international waters. Each one of these yellows is roughly 200 mile economic zone. So there's a lot of people don't realize in the Gulf of Mexico, um, there is a broad expanse of international waters. And guess what China has done? China, uh, both in Mexican territory, uh, the Mexican uh, uh, oil companies from uh, oil companies from China have have the exploration rights. And also there's there's Gulf oil activity in this rough oval here. So this is, uh, and what's going on with these uh, Chinese Gulf oil platforms? Who knows? Who knows what's yes. going on with the So what? Yeah. So what's China's 
what's China's end game objective here? Just global dominance or uh, fighting uh, for survival? Just destroy America, replace America as the leading international power, and China becomes the center of center of the universe. I mean, that's mm. that's literally uh, from their from their writings and how they see the world. It's just. It, Ladies and gentlemen, this is real. And again, the war is not going to happen. It is going on. This is all, all these moves, all these chess moves, everybody says, well, the Chinese play Go. Okay, whatever. All these Go moves. Okay, this is all, this is all. They're, they're, they are trying to take us out without going to decisive conflict because they know once that happens, we will ramp up and win. We're not good at taking care of this fifth generation warfare stuff. Mm -hmm. We're not good. Uh, at that, so uh, especially with the uh, you know the, the leadership we have right now, we're just not good at that. Um, so so this is the problem. But you know we mentioned uh, you know you had Michael Yan on down there, and I spent some time with Michael Yan just below the banner there. But uh, um, uh, Michael Yan in Panama and and Vanderst Oh, there you go, there you go, right there. So right, Panama, all important, all important. Um, the uh, uh, you know, because of the catastrophic loss of water, and there's a big question in that there's a mining operation that uh, there, there's civil, there's huge civil unrest in Panama right now. The legislature, the National Assembly is corrupt and China's very effectively bought off a number of those. The one thing keeping China from totally taking over Panama is they use the dollar as the reserve currency. And just us mere mortals who don't understand, you know, economics and finance, that's a big deal. And that that really is the sing singular factor why Panama has not totally fallen under Chinese controls, because they use the dollars as a reserve currency. And they really would like to see America back in a business and strategic partner role. They want to see us. It's always baffled them why we disappeared. Um, but uh, the lot, the new locks that they created, the ACP, the new uh, pa uh, Panama Canal Authority, uh, they've done a magnificent job, huge new locks. Uh, the only problem is those suck up a lot more water with every cycle. And they're they're supposedly building a second reservoir beyond the Madden Dam that was part of the original Panama Canal structure in civil engineering effort. Uh, but it's slow. They've had this mining effort, which really riled up the population because the assembly was just going to give this, uh, it's actually a Canadian company uh, for copper, one of the rare earth metal. Uh, Going to give them a 20-year lease. Well, you know, nobody gives anybody a 20-year lease on things. That's just right off the bat. That didn't sound good. And the people got very upset. It's now been essentially uh, the president uh, has essentially um, 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 vetoed or, or invalidated that 20-year lease. Um, and but it's a lot of lot of a lot of uh, people um, unhappy in Panama. Uh, a lot of Chinese, and again, that's the Darien Gap. That's where all the Chinese and everybody else and the Venezuelans are coming through to America. But uh, it's now the water levels are so low, 18 ships a day by the new year. 18 ships a day, that's crazy low uh, as far as the, the volume of the ships they could support. You also got uh, actually uh, in Colombia, uh, just recently, China signed an agreement with the new left-wing government in Colombia. Colombia used to be a solid U.S. ally, but again, election malappropriation. Um, they, uh, the leftists now control Colombia. Now they're talking about an alternative to this, to the, uh, to the uh, uh, Panama Canal uh, through. Uh, it's unclear what are they talking about. Are they talking about a huge rail line where you can load, offload uh, very efficiently? 
which is still a bad idea. Are they talking about a new sea level canal? Unclear, unclear. But China has now struck a big deal with the new leftist government in uh, Colombia. Mm-hmm. Um, so this Panama Canal thing is pretty important, uh, and we yep. need to do something about it. Uh, and, but- and and it's a choke point here for this uh, mass uh, uh, migration up through. It's a it's a uh, a system that's already primed and chock full of immigrants, right? And any destabilization, further destabilization down there in South America is going to cause people to flee and head up, right? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you got the war just off the map about the breakout uh, between Colombia and uh, uh, Colombia and Guyana over here. So that's that's very concerning. Uh, Puerto Rico, um, I think they're they were 3.2 million. They're down to 2.7 million. Uh, the Puerto Rican people, you know, those are U.S. citizens. Uh, they are fed up with their corrupt, corrupt government, which mainly is blue. They're right over here in Puerto Rico. Um, and uh, the, the Puerto Rican people are just absolutely fed up with corruption. They have a fentanyl crisis down there. Um, it's been also a center of, of uh, cryptocurrency. I don't totally understand that connection. But, uh, you know, crypto, high cash operation, fentanyl, high cash operation, bad things always flow toward high cash operations. But the Panaman, or excuse me, the Puerto Rican people are fleeing and creating a vacuum. Again, whenever you have population loss that creates a vacuum, China senses and moves on those vacuums. Just like you know, we have a lot of relatives in Hawaii. Uh, Hawaiian population is collapsing and leaving the islands and yep. it's very unstable. Now, sir, uh, and the remaining moments that we have here, we're just about out of time to go to the top of the hour here. I want to remind everybody that um, mystore.com is the place where you can get Colonel Mills, I I say best writings, the nation will follow, uh, uh, and get that bundled package, of course. Purchasing at mystore.com gets you an autographed copy of uh, both the war against the deep state and the nation will follow, correct? That is correct. Yeah, it's got uh, use use uh, Pete. Is it the promotion code? Is that correct? Promo code Pete. You can go to mystore.com forward slash Pete. And yeah, there you we're go. just about. I'm 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 rushing a number of new books. We're just about uh, uh, just about sold out. So I'm rushing a number of books to book books to resupply. But uh, thank you, everyone, and, and thank you, Pete. Oh, thank thank you, thank you for taking uh, the time out at a very very uh, tumultuous times is an understatement. Uh, but like you said, we are in World War Three, ladies and gentlemen. We need to start, you know, not just recognizing it or coming awake to it. It's kind of like uh, situational awareness. For instance, China's at war with us. Why shouldn't we recognize that we should be at war back with them uh, rather than kowtowing uh, to their interests? Thank you, sir. All right, Pete, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back right after this break. Again, mystore.com. Do your Christmas shopping. And, of course, you can find Colonel Mills' uh, books right there on mystore.com. Stay right there. We will be back uh, momentarily. Uh, Deb Jordan, we're going to cover our top news headline here on the other side. where Comer and all the rhinos voted out a reliable vote in Santos, and now they're saying it's going to be really tough, of course, uh, to get an impeachment vote against Joe Biden. How convenient that is. Thank you, Republicans, for setting that stage.
See you guys uh, tomorrow. Are you prepared for life's unexpected prepared for life's unexpected twists and turns, lockdowns, natural disaster outages, or any situation that makes it tough to get your hands on a good meal? Time waits for no one, and neither do emergencies. PetePrepStore.com is the ultimate in long-term emergency food preparedness and supplies. You're not just buying food; you're buying peace of mind. Our meals are designed to be nutritious, delicious, and have a 25-year shelf life. Yes, you heard that right. 25 years. We source high-quality non-GMO ingredients and use advanced freeze-drying technology to lock in taste and nutrients. Forget last-minute runs to the grocery store. Pete Prep Store is a click away and delivers right to your doorstep. Why risk the well-being of you and your loved ones? With Pete Prep Store, you're always prepared. Make the smart choice today. Visit PetePrepStore.com and place your order today. This isn't just food, it's your lifeline in times of crisis. Don't wait for an emergency to prepare. Be proactive. PetePrepStore.com. Be prepared. Be secure. Be ready. Always. I'm excited to announce that you've all made MyPillow 2.0 a huge success. And with your amazing support, we've been able to expand MyPillow's USA manufacturing and jobs. And to make room for this, we're clearing out a line of our percale bed sheets. And to thank you, I'm bringing them to you at closeout prices. Use your promo code and you get my king size for only $39 a set. Queens, $35. Fulls, $29. And twin size, just $25. I'm interrupted this commercial to let you know that we've received the last two shipments of these percale bed sheets and because of this i've been able to add more colors sizes and even prints and they're still at closeout prices so go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen now use your promo code and you'll get my king size only 39 dollars a set queens 35 dollars full 29 dollars and twin size just 25 dollars order now once they're gone they're gone for good you're still looking good. I'm still feeling good. You know, I've got all your MyPillow products. Mattress topper, bed sheets, MyPillows, towels, slippers, blankets, sleepwear. Whoa, bed. whoa, Charles. Everyone now can get MyPillow products at huge discounts at MyPillow.com. That's right. Now's the time to go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to take advantage of our three-in-one sale. We're bringing you exciting new products, overstock specials, and closeout deals you won't find anywhere else. For example, when you buy one of our brand new MyPillow 2.0s, you get another one absolutely free. And with our overstock sale, you save 50% on our luxurious Giza Dream bed sheets. That's as low as $29.99 for the best sheets ever. And with our biggest closeout special, you get our all-season slippers for only $35 or our sandals and slides for just $25. Quantities are limited and once they're gone, they're gone.
frustrated. Uh, everybody, everybody is frustrated. Um, no doubt about it. But uh, let's let's stay focused on the following. Um, I'm even more frustrated. Okay, so when the Republicans do everything they can, uh, do nothing. Republicans do everything they can to help the Marxists advance their agenda. All right, that's mm -hmm. one thing. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I'm also getting sick and tired of watching my fellow Americans sit online and say, oh, we need to go to Congress to do this, and we need mm -hmm. to go to Congress to do that, and we need to go to... You're not going to get anything out of Congress. Stop picking your favorite personality in Congress. Mm -hmm. um, so, some people, I mean, this, 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 this entity uh, known as Marjorie Taylor Greene, I have to remind everybody, Oh, I, I, I snapped and I'm going to show you what I said to her mm -hmm. uh, because now she's saying that the Republican-controlled House must investigate the original January 6th committee. Hmm. What are you, uh, you going to do? Am I going to get an email from you asking for donations now that uh, we need to donate so that, uh, so that you can investigate? First of all, what the frick have you been doing since day one? Because I, I remember when the Democrats... We're the minority. And yeah. uh, we had the presidency and we had the House. Yeah. And they ran circles around us. Mm -hmm. They ran impeachment hearings. They destroyed the presidency. They subverted. They didn't sit down. They were the minority. They weren't even the majority in power. And what did they do? They did everything uh, that they wanted to do to attack their political opponents. Yeah. What do we do? <clears throat> we sit there and we lose because the loser industrial complex is exactly what the GOP is. Mm -hmm. And Marjorie Taylor Greene is the leader of that. Uh, this, here, here it is. This is what she said on, on X. Uh, there needs to be an investigation and accountability for all of the lies, deceit, and lives ruined. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Right. What she's, have you been she's doing? She's not going to do anything. She's not, but this is what I said. She's uh, not. In a number of days, it will be 2024. And we will not only count each day down until we cast paper ballots with IDs, hand counts, and ballot uh, security at the precinct level. Each day, we will hold every single elected official, official accountable for what they haven't been doing. Since November of 2020, almost four years, quote, Republican-controlled House must investigate. Please be advised. We now understand your political scam. When President Trump was in the Oval, Democrat minority ran impeachments, investigations, special counsels, Russia collusion ho hoaxes, Ukraine shams, mm -hmm. pitching the American people for donations to become Republican-controlled is an old, stale tactic, and the jig is up. Here's what the American people now know. And you might want to be on the right side of accountability uh, when we hold each and every weaponized seat of Congress responsible for the role in overthrowing our republic. Especially the Republicans, whose do-nothing role has been the most powerful weapon in using Congress in this weaponization of government. Now, sources tell me that Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, reads my stuff, but she doesn't want to respond to give me any more, you know, 
yeah, go ahead. Uh, be your little elite self. All right, go on Alex Jones. All right. Uh, Alex Jones hasn't dug as deep into Marjorie Taylor Green as I have, obviously, because he keeps having her on. Well, hmm? I mean, you know, look, she, there are some. This is an attack on Alex Jones, I'm just saying. She's out on a lot of shows. Well, she's very popular. There, I mean, there's a lot of things that she's done. Or some. I'm not going to say a lot. There's some things that she's done that are good, right? Uh, there is a consensus out there, or was, that Marjorie Taylor Greene was the person who is going to be tapped to be the vice president. Mm, a yeah, lot. Listen, be stupid, yep. I know, but, but that's a huge uh, understanding. And a lot of circles, insiders are saying Trump is leaning toward Marjorie Taylor Greene. And, of course, now they're saying that he's leaning more toward, um, uh, oh, my gosh. Ben Carson. Ben Carson. Excuse mm -hmm. me. I love that guy. Mm -hmm. um, very uh, vice presidential material. Very. But, you know, and a lot of people, I mean, and here's the thing about Marjorie Taylor Greene, and that is, is that she is accessible. Accessible. How do you say that? Accessible, right? Yes. Um, she's, she's. Oh yeah, pretty... she's accessible, all right. <laughs> I mean, as far as interviews go, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, she didn't. She wasn't intimidated by going on. She'll never be on the show, by the way. Well, I don't believe we've ever asked her. Mm, but, but we're not going to. Yeah. But she, uh, you know, but she wasn't intimidated by the left or the right when going on the Alex Jones show. She goes on there. Uh, she has a friendship with Alex Jones, and that's great. That is really great. But we have to be, listen, we have to be, like, really, 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 really careful right now, you know? She pushed Kevin McCarthy. She's still pushing Kevin McCarthy. And she's one of these Republicans that, you know, She's going to make sure that she has her own little piece of retribution against some folks, right? I will never forgive. I could give her a pass on a lot of things, but here's what I will never forgive Marjorie Taylor Greene for doing. And that is when Trump offered Laura Loomer a, a spot in his campaign. She literally put out on X in public that she was going to put a stop to that, and she did. Mm. And Laura missed a great opportunity to work with the Trump campaign and actually get paid for all of the great work that she does, right? And, and be, and have her stuff put out there. Well, since that's happened, Trump is, of course, reposting everything that Laura Loomer does. He has uh, invited Laura Loomer to speak to him one-on-one -on -one a couple of times now. And he's always, always, always giving her kudos and giving her shout-outs for the work that she's doing. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is so, she can't handle it because Laura Loomer went after her over Kevin McCarthy and a couple of other big mistakes
that Marjorie Taylor Greene has made. Period. Right? Mm-hmm. And and she is so she is so uh vindictive that she literally leaked a story to one of the major newspapers. Was it the New York Times or Washington Post, something like that? It was a big one. A leftist, a hit piece on Laura, you know, saying, you know, Trump mm-hmm. had rescinded his invitation to Laura Loomer. And Marjorie Taylor Greene got a big kick out of that. And we just do not have time for that kind of pettiness, that kind of bullshit. Excuse my language, but that's exactly what that was. I will never side with Marjorie Taylor Greene again on anything. If she says something, I'll go, hmm, nice. But, Mm. you know, we've had enough of her kind. We've had enough of her kind. And that's just how I feel about it. I said, um, uh, to conclude here, I'll I'll leave out the middle portion, but the days of the organized criminal oppressive crime syndicate, which includes Congress, investigating themselves is over. We the people are now in charge of the investigation. There will be no mercy shown to those who are culpable in the coup. Cooperation in investigations is strongly advised, but obstruction in the investigation is strictly prohibited. Um, after you gave them hundreds of millions, the FBI, and using them to threaten, intimidate, spy, falsely indict, arrest, is a serious, uh, punishable crime for deprivation of rights. Now, time for a massive pyramidal inversion. 535 people in the 10 square miles of D.C. will no longer be allowed to lord over 50 states and 300 plus million godly souls. Game over. Prove up or get the heck out of town. We're coming, but we're coming to D.C. for investigations, right? We are coming, but we're not coming for uh, to D.C. for investigations ever again. We're coming with law and order in one hand and our retribution president uh, in another. That's it. Mm-hmm. We are going for, we are investigating. We're scrutinizing. We're finding out who's on the team and who's off the team. Marjorie Taylor Greene ran um, mm-hmm. in front of the Q Patriots saying he, she was going to ch- end child sex, sex trafficking. That's what, what did she do? What is she going to, what does she do as soon as she got in? Mm-hmm. Bailed on the Q mm-hmm. Patriots. Sure. And voted no on the child sex trafficking bill with mm-hmm. no viable uh, alternative if she didn't like the bill. She never even proposed a secondary. So she she's done nothing. She just goes from one, you know, event, one hot topic to the next, to the next, to the next, and accomplishes nothing. She's part of the um, loser industrial complex known as the, G, uh, the GOP, uh-huh. right? Speaking of loser industrial complex, um, Speaker Comer, this is what he says. Comer says, oh, well, it's going to be tough uh, to vote on impeachment after, of course, Comer joined all of these 105 rhinos and Republicans, Comer in Kentucky. Can yeah. you believe that? Look yeah. at that list. So, so Comer says, oh, now it's going to be, he voted to get rid of Santos. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Now he's on the other side. Well, it's going to be tough to get rid of uh, Joe Biden through the impeachment votes. People were so pissed off over the weekend over what they did. And, and everybody has come to the same conclusion, Pete, that you have, and most correctly, uh, and that is that they, that they did this knowing, <clears throat> knowing that it would put, that it would put us in jeopardy, mm. right? Because guess who, guess who stepped up and said that they are going, that they are willing to take the seat for that district because it's her district. Mm. Guess who it is? Who? Hochul. Oh my God. Oh yeah. They're going to put her in there. And you know what I say? If Hochul, her name's Hochul, by the way, sorry. Mm. I call her Hoochie sometimes. Yeah. But if they, if they put her in that seat, then the Republicans in this country, the GOP, let's say the GOP, they will deserve everything they freaking get. Everything. Everything. They will deserve it. And guess what? We will we'll deal with it. We the people will deal with it. Mm. Because one by one by one, Pete, they are taking over this country. I am convinced that what the Republicans are doing is they are letting the they are letting the liberals take over and saying this is what they're going to they're taking their chances they don't want trump in office mm. they want to get rid of our mindset they don't want to get rid of yeah, us they, they, they don't d- want trump in office is an understatement they, they will they, they will. don't want to get rid of us mm. as voters but they want to get rid of trump and and they are willing to let Whoever, liberals, um, Joe Biden, what's-his-face, Newsom out there, they're willing to let whatever happen happens to be the nominee be in office yeah. for four more years because they think that we'll have so much, we'll be so fed up by then that, you know, they'll be able to come back in and save the day, the Republicans do. They're willing to lose it all. They are. Yeah, they are. Absolutely, and yeah. they, and they are. Mm-hmm. I think by design. Oh, it is by design. It has to be for them not to fight to keep that guy to keep that guy in Congress, mm-hmm. knowing that Hochul or Hochul was waiting in the wings, is the most insane thing I've ever seen them do. Here, it's the most insane thing. Let's listen uh, to this right here. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. Will you join our crusade? Stand with me beyond the barricade. Is there a world you long to see? The 
and join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. teaming up with uh, Ann Vandersteel and a group of people right. uh, mm-hmm. that are, I mean, just unbelievable writings, teachings, and organizational skills, tactical civics. Um, I'll be telling you more about that. But for right now, uh, let me just take time out. And by the way, uh, because we've got some things we have to take care of this morning, mm-hmm. uh, just leave it at that, Deb. Yes. Okay, don't be specific. Um soon as we finish up here um i want to i want to make sure that um that we uh, do you have your aries tech can you hold up your your aries I tech do. stuff yeah please uh ariestech.com uh one of our newest sponsors um hold up your device okay i have two over here this one is life tune zone right so you put this one anywhere in your, um, you put this one in like on your desk by your computer or put it in your pocketbook and it covers your zone, right? These, I'm telling you guys, you have to see these to believe them how beautiful they are. I mean, really, you'll have people saying, what is that? <laughs> it's really very, very cool, right? I love it. And it is a layer of protection for sure. And then we have this one. This one, it comes with a little key ring and you can carry it on your pocketbook, on your book bag. And um, this would be really great for kids actually, because more and more kids have cell phones these days, believe it or not, even little kids. See, it comes with uh, the little key ring and then it's the small one, Pete, which is Mm -hmm. really nice and it's got that. Yeah, it's got that beautiful gold. The different different sizes. Okay, mm-hmm. this uh, particular one. This is the. Um, it's it's called <laughs> the uh, Zone Max. Yeah. Okay, Zone Max. Um, essentially, this is patented technology. All right. Mm-hmm. That that uh, we're all being subjected to so much EMF or electromagnetic uh, uh, frequencies, especially from the CIA, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. But our cell phones, laptops, tablets, headphones, all sources 
of EMF. This particular one right here uh, can go right on uh, on your cell phone or cover an entire you know room uh, that you're that you're present in uh, with this one. But before you panic and throw away all of your devices, um, use Aries Tech, the only science trusted EMF protection uh, solution and patented technology. This is not hocus pocus stuff. No, um, no it isn't. Certainly not. Uh, I uh, want to thank Bill Tennis, who just dropped a $50 Rumble rant and said we have to support delivery of the truth. Thank uh, you so much, Thank Bill you so Tennis. much, Bill Tennis. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, Aries devices neutralize this harmful electromagnetic radiation and effectively counteracts any negative impacts on your body. That's the main reason why. Now listen, uh, Deb Jordan. Yes. We are gonna break away uh, and we will be back. Join us at 3.30 on LFA and then into the evening on our Locals channel so you guys have backstage access to our interviews. Um, go to PeteSantelli.Locals.com forward slash support. Uh, use promo code TRUMP, get a free subscription, and please support us if you want to keep us around. Because if you don't, we won't be. All right. Bye, everybody. We'll see you at 3.30. Love you guys.